Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Manformation Podcast. I am Skip LaCour. I'm so glad you are here for this week's Manformation Podcast. Podcast confidence and leadership strategies that help men gain control of their life with more certainty, more confidence as they go on the journey to become the very best they could be, the best man they could be. Manformation that's what this transformation is all about. I am Skip LaCour, I'm the creator of the Manformation Personal Development Program for Men. If you are new to this manformation, Weekly podcast, if you're new to me, I want to tell you a little bit about myself real quickly. I'm a coach. I am a speaker. I'm an entrepreneur. I am the creator of the Manformation Personal Development Program for Men. Uh, if you were to do a Google search on me, you'll see a lot of muscle shots. <laughs> uh, I'm most known, at least at this point in my life, as being a six-time national champion drug-free bodybuilder. I've got 28 years of being a leader. It's not just what I accomplished on stage. But I shared everything I learned, training, eating, nutrition, mindset, every facet of it. I mean, I was all in 28 years, not just doing it, but teaching. I developed um, a, a set of strategies that helped me become great at what I did in the bodybuilding world. And actually, I did it before and I did it after. That is to teach is to learn twice. As I was grinding through, I'd break down, break it down in my own mind. I'd execute. I'd find the most effective and efficient strategies. And along the way, not when I was done, every step along the way, I was been on the Internet for 20 years sharing, uh, making videos, doing podcasts. You can see so many more podcasts than this one if you just happen to stumble in, not only on man formation, personal development for men, but bodybuilding and training. Done that for many, many years, right? And that's what I've done with this Manformation Personal Development for Men. See, I've got 33 years in personal development being obsessed. Why we as people do the things we do? Why I couldn't do certain things and I want it so desperately? Why was I successful at some things? Why did I suffer? Why was I challenged in, the, in other areas? Why couldn't I crack the code? <laughs> and uh, I saw that in other people. So I've been just obsessed and fascinated with why we as people do the things we do. 33 years at this point. And actually that six years before, I went on the journey to become the fitness leader, the fitness expert, uh, the coach, uh, the champion bodybuilder. So six years uh, before I went on that journey is when I became obsessed with personal development. I really believe it was that mindset, uh, getting my all my thoughts aligned and focusing on that goal is why uh, I became internationally known for that. But I'm in a different phase of my life now. I'm all about taking what you're great at and building upon it, making your impact on the world, helping you do that. Whatever your goals are helping you do that. Uh, this is where the personal development comes in. Again, you know, I'm still really fit at my age. I still talk a lot about fitness because, you know, on this Internet, right, there's so many experts out there, so many people talking at you, giving you advice. There are 
10-year-old motivational speakers telling you how to live, right? You know, so a lot of noise out there, a lot of people passionately sharing the message. You got to stick out, right? So I've really kind of doubled down, tripled down on my expertise in bodybuilding and training and my fitness. I look just to, you know, what I look like here at this age and what I talk about because you got to be good at something, right, if you're talking about life stuff, right? You can't just talk about life generically. So that's been my evolution and how to put this all together, and uh, that's what Manformation is all about. So, you know, if you're new to this, you said, hey, what's this confidence, this leadership, this personal development? for Man, I love that kind of stuff. And, by the way, you want to get fit? I can help you. I've helped out thousands of men for many, many years. Build muscle, lose body fat, live a healthier life, execute the things they know. So that's what this is all about. So in this podcast, I want to talk about the gentle giant who roared and they never felt safe again. All right, I'm going to say that again. The gentle giant who roared and they never felt safe again. All right. Now let me explain what that's all about. You see... This is very common of men who are just like me. A lot similar. If you've uh, listened to me in the past, we have this connection. I just talked with one gentleman uh, today, and he's been following me for, for 20 years, listening to all my podcasts. And he said, man, I feel like you're a brother. It's such an honor to be talking to you. And it was an honor for me to talk to him. Because sometimes as I was going through that grind, it's really now that I'm really appreciating the impact that I made because I'm talking to men after a 20-year journey, and now we're at this phase of our life, and I'm going, wow, maybe all that did pay off a lot more than I thought. It really energized me. I'm very appreciative to be talking to him, right? I got just as much out of it. And uh, so that's what the phase we're in now. That's what excites me. And I really feel as though I am talking to you, and I'm assuming that you're a lot like me. Right, you know, I talked about the internet. I mean, like I said, there's so many people uh, who are uh, trying to grab your attention. The ones that are going to pierce your heart and your soul and your mind and your imagination. See if this is true for you. I know it's true for me. Are the ones that somehow I can relate to. You know, sure, I might respect them and admire them. Uh, maybe I don't want to exactly even do what they do. Just the other night, I was on Facebook, and a guy did this Facebook Live, and he was playing, like, the violin to Michael Jackson in the background. He had his DJ, and then uh, in the other part of the background, he had an artist, and all three of the guys, they were jamming, having fun, playing music on a live, and I was, wow, this is entertaining. I was inspired by their passion and their delivery, and I said, hey, you know what? Maybe that's the best way to do these Facebook Lives, It's just have fun, do your thing. And then throw in your message or something like that. So I'm always inspired for people for different reasons. But there's something about them that I can really connect with. And so so a lot of like women, they'll say to me, hey, what's this information? What about women? Can women, can women uh, benefit? Well, sure, everybody can benefit from it. But what I've learned is that I don't really know a woman's Perspective. I mean, I can assume it, right? I, I mean, people are generally the same. But the stories, the metaphors, uh, what I visualize when I'm telling the stories, you know, they won't be necessarily from a woman's perspective necessarily. Uh, I can't talk from a teenage perspective, although I was a teenager, I can remember, right? Uh, you know, so I'm talking to a certain type of man, 
uh, and I'm intentionally. So if this is just my message are just piercing your soul, it's because I'm just talking to one type of man. It, it's probably no mistake that we're a lot alike because I'm just talking from my, my perspective, my view of the world, my language, the way I see it. And uh, there's 7 billion people on the planet. So, heck, of just 100,000 guys, that's a very, very fraction of the 7 billion. Hey, he's just like me. That's a lot more effective because of the numbers, not by the percentages, if I just try to talk from a lot of different men's perspective that I don't really know about. I'm just guessing. Right? So I'll tell you, if you're a hardworking, driven man, right, you're doing better than most, you are rewarded for what you're doing. You know, it's just that, yeah, you know, I'm getting a little older. I know I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm pretty certain that I'm doing the right thing. I look around. I know I'm doing better than most, and I should be happy. Just that, I think I should get a more of a yield. <laughs> I should get more bang for my buck for how hardworking I am, the great guy that I am. There's something maybe just a little off. And more time is going by. If I don't have it by this age, how can I keep on assuming I'm going to live up to that potential and all my hard work and the path that I'm doing? You know, although it's good, how can I be sure that if I keep on doing the same thing and it hasn't yielded good but not what I think it should why should I keep on doing the same thing? Maybe I'm just slightly off. Maybe I'm slightly off. And you're starting to question just a little. Maybe you can just tune up your approach. Right? That's definitely has been my story. Right? Better than most. Confident, hardworking, been rewarded. People respect me. Right? Maybe you're the same way. That you didn't work this hard just to get this far. And you're not going to assume anymore that uh, you're going to just keep on doing what you're doing and then all of a sudden everything's going to just come to you. You know, you're not going to assume that anymore. You've got to take action, right? Maybe that's the position that you're in. Obviously, uh, fitness is a very important part of uh, my life um, for a lot of reasons, you know, um, it's what I love. It's my therapy. It's my passion. I'm good at it, right? Maybe you're the same way. And so we have that common bond. So I can tell stories and metaphors in the gym. It's our therapy, probably our therapy, because maybe we have some of the same challenges, <laughs> right? And that's what I learned in my years, 28 years, and understanding people the way that I do. And then the men who are attracted to me, we've got a lot of the same strengths, but at the same time, we got a lot of the same challenges. I know that, you know, maybe... You don't know that because you're going through your journey, you're figuring things out, and uh, but you don't know. Like I've figured out, I've thought the same things as you. I've had the same challenges, same successes, same uh, sticking points. And what you don't know is I've talked to dozens and dozens of men for literally thousands of hours have had the same challenge as you. So if I happen to be talking about uh, some story, some challenge, I talk about some other client that I've been working with, and it's your exact same challenge, there's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why we're connecting. We as human beings, I tell you, we love to believe that we're special, unique, and different. That's just, that's a need. We don't want to just be a brick in the wall, Right? But let me ask you this question. What if some of the same thoughts and the challenge that you're going through, I've gone through them too. And while you were going, you know, working on yours, I collected a lot of intelligence 
and experiences to break through. Maybe from the masters who I've worked with in personal development. Maybe all the money I spent, all the seminars I've got. And then I hear about it from other people's experiences, which makes me think about it more and more and more and help them through it and know their challenges. And I hear this all the time. Like I've got like a hundred times more focus and attention on your challenge and perspective from dozens of men that you don't have as you're going through it. All right? You may say, well, maybe I'm not special, unique, and different. Like, hey, this happened to me. Maybe when I was younger, maybe here, and I responded this way, this way I view the world. But what if it was more common than you think? And what if I had different perspective that can create clarity and certainty and confidence so you can just get through it? So you can just get through it. Maybe if it was more simple, no matter how long you've been struggling and challenging and feeling that angst, what if there was a simple solution? Would you push it back? Well, I'm different because I'm special, unique, and different. Hey, if it was so easy, then I would have figured it out a long time ago. So I'm going to keep mine. Mine's different than all your guys, Skip, and all yours experience. Thank you very much for the information. But I'm going to keep on grinding away because mine's different. And if it is as simple as you say, I would have figured it out a long time ago. So think about that. You don't want to hold on to that. What's that helping you? Right? Wouldn't it? be to your advantage that there's something I say and I talk about the solutions and everything like that and it caused you to break through. You, you broke through. You broke through finally. And then you went on to your next challenge. Right? So you might have to give up your short-term sense of control and certainty that you haven't figured out. It must be hard if you can't figure it out. And say, wow, I just didn't think about that option. Hey, that makes sense. Right, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the gentle giant who roared, and they never felt safe again, right? Again, if you sound like me, you're driven, you're hardworking, you know, maybe people have let you down, or they don't have your standards. They don't appreciate what you're doing. And it's tough for you. I talked about getting everything uh, that you deserve. It isn't happening, and a lot of times it happens with other people. They're not appreciating. They're not respecting it. It could be intimate relationships, business, friendships, whatever. Maybe you're doing it all alone. Maybe you prefer to do it all alone. Maybe there's reasons for that. You know, what I'm talking about today, and a lot of things that I talk about, it's in my upcoming book, It's a Matter of Trust, Confessions of a Recovering Bodybuilder. It's a Matter of Trust, Confessions of a Recovering Bodybuilder. You can see free passages. I want this information out, these epiphanies, as I call them. I want them out to you as soon as possible. This isn't about book sales. This is about changing your life. This is just about changing your life. This is about changing your life sooner. I want you to enjoy this quality of life. Uh, a lot younger in life than me. There's a lot less pain and angst because I figured it out. I was resourceful, gritty, kept on getting up, and I figured out I want to give it to you so you can create, get on the journey to have the life that you want sooner. All right? And so you can go to skiplecore.com front slash book, skiplecore.com front slash book. You know, maybe uh, you've um, ran into this podcast by doing a Google search. Uh, so you're on iTunes or Stitcher or Blog Talk Radio or maybe skiplecore.com. And you're going, hey, no, I'm here for control, confidence, goal-setting life, personal development for men from a men's, man's perspective. And I'm not into this bodybuilding stuff, Skip. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of things that I'm talking about, bodybuilding may be my outlet and my uh, thing, like a lot of men who may be listening to this podcast, and it's not yours, but I'll tell you, uh, this same type of thinking, again, I've coached and I've helped a lot of men uh, those who prefer structure, uh, you know, less dealing with other people, more 
I do better, you know, when I'm in more control of the situation. As a matter of fact, I prefer being alone rather than other people, right? And that, and, and, and templates, right? Structure, you like structure, you do well with structure. The more variables, you know, the more you get frustrated, you know, whoever isn't creating the structure. They need more structure, right? If that sounds like you, and that can be religious. People that template, um, good men, best intentions, hardworking, caring about other people, want to provide value. Religion, military, uh, those men getting degree after degree after degree, maybe they're 40 years old, and you ask them, well, what's the big plan? What are you going to do with those? And they're not quite sure. But they love the template. You know, They love that template. You know, uh, so there's a lot of things. Workaholics uh, could be that same way. Uh, business people who just see it, they they see it as mostly them against them, themselves against themselves, right? Me versus me. Um, so you don't have to be a bodybuilder uh, to get maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you some things to entertain when you go to skiplecore.com front slash book and you see the passage, my upcoming book, It's a Matter of Trust, Confessions of Recovering Bodybuilder. And I'll tell you too, if you love this podcast, uh, what I'm sharing with you, you can go to manformation.com, manformation.com. It'll take you to all the rest of my podcasts. We'll go on this journey together, podcast by podcast, week by week. Uh, I'm so glad you are here. All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about this. This is something that uh, is really near and dear to me. I'm going to share some stories with you. Um, I wish I uh, someone presented this scenario to me a lot earlier in life. You know, I'm not too proud to say that I finally got it uh, not too long ago, right? Uh, and it really limited my options and made the world a lot tougher place. And I see this with the men who I work with through my intense one-on-one coaching. By the way, if you're interested in this one-on-one coaching, you see that we're a lot alike. I want you to reach out. Send me an email at skip at skiplacore.com. If you're interested in this one-on-one coaching, skip at skiplacore.com. You can schedule 10 minutes. 15 minutes to talk with me, 10 to 15 minutes at talkwithskip.com, talkwithskip.com. Take action, though. Don't just sit back. Remember, we talked about life isn't changing why you, you know, you're hard working, the good stuff at the level that you want isn't happening. You're not quite so sure if you keep on doing the same thing, things are necessarily going to change. We're not getting any younger, right? One distinction, one strategy, a new way of looking at a different perspective can make all the difference in the world. Send me that email at skip at skiplacore.com, skip at skiplacore.com. Set up a 10-minute, 15-minute appointment to talk to me absolutely free at talkwithskip.com. Look, if I'm going to go on a journey through this intense, very personal, private, we share our lives together, this coaching, I can talk to a lot of people for 10 or 15 minutes to find, you know, the one who is ready that I feel is ready for this coaching. And that's why I need to talk to you anyway. I don't really take on anybody for this one-on-one coaching until I feel they're ready. But don't wait. You know, I have a lot of guys, they waited like a year, a year and a half before they actually took action because they didn't feel they were ready. Let me decide that. Because a lot of times, you know, if you're waiting to get your stuff together, right, well, that's the whole purpose, to get your stuff together. Right? Let me decide if you're ready or not. I'm not going to take on you or any anybody else until they're ready. i got plenty of people who I can help who are ready that I don't want to waste their time, my time, and, uh, you know, get their hopes that, uh, hey, I can, I can help you. Things are going to be different, but they're not quite ready. You know, or I'm not the right man to help them. And then they 
have one more reference of failure. Because the next time when they want to change their life, they're going to think, I remember I did that. That skip guy had some good ideas, but it didn't work out for me. Right? Don't want that. I do not want that for you, and uh, I'll wait until you're ready. Or I'll send you some information, or if I know somebody can help you. Right? This is way too important, and it's way too important to me uh, to take you before you're ready. All right? So uh, it's very important uh, that you know that, uh, that uh, you just take action, get a hold of me, all right? So, so if you're a lot like me, you're a lot like me, you feel that, then maybe you've had this challenge. I'm going to tell you a few stories about this. Like I said, um, I've had a lot of men who I coach, and we talk about this one distinction. Again, it's in my book. It's a matter of trust, confessions, of recovering body, but then I go, oh, my God. They heard it for the first time, too. You know, some guys are in their 50s. Some guys are in their 40s, 30s, maybe late 20s. You don't deal with too many guys younger than that because they're not ready. Because when you're younger, when you're younger and you're a hard worker and you're a good guy and everybody says you have potential, right, you, you kind of believe that if you just keep on doing what you're doing, then it's going to eventually work out, right, because you're young. You know, it's when you get a little bit older and you're doing, you're executing your plan, you're doing what you think is works, it works at a certain level, and you're not getting closer. And that usually comes with age. So I usually don't work with guys, uh, you know, any younger than their late 20s, right? For those reasons, and that makes sense, right? So here was the deal. I guess I'll, I'll tell you the story is that, so I... Uh, traveled around after I was a bodybuilder. You know, I, I made a connection with this motivational speaker. His name is Marshall Silver. And, you know, he wanted to uh, improve his fitness, and he was interested in my story, and I was certainly interested in his teaching. He's a very successful, very, uh, had a big presence, very, uh, very uh, confident and big, bold personality. Now, uh, one thing I'm going to talk about with this gentle giant who roared, that's how I carried myself carried myself humbly. You know, in the bodybuilding world, you get rewarded if you're big and you're muscular, but you act humble. Oh, he's so humble. You hear it all over the internet, and if you're into fitness, you see that all the time. Maybe that's what you uh, admire most about your biggest bodybuilder, how humble they are. They don't act like a big shot, right? And so, you know, when you work out, a lot of times, a lot of people want to work out, and uh, they can't get on the habit, and they see how disciplined just... From your body, you can't uh, hide it. It kind of intimidates them. It's like if you eat really clean, right, and they're eating junk, and it kind of just makes them feel uncomfortable. If they're fat, too, same same thing. So kind of you being you, it's not about you. uh, But if you're super fit, big and muscular, right, it reminds them of the things that they know they should do. And so you learn how to tone down your boldness and your presence, right, Um, with your physical body. Right? And then it makes them feel comfortable, and they may have had a stereotype of a big, bold bodybuilder, right? So you get rewarded. They say, wow, you're so cool. You're such a great guy. You're not big, cocky like a bodybuilder. But, you know, the funny thing is most bodybuilders aren't cocky and big. They all kind of play themselves down. They all kind of play themselves down uh, probably for the same reasons. And I'll just tell you, generally, most bodybuilders suffer in life. You know, sure, they have the bodybuilding thing done, but relationships and business, they don't make any headway. So getting rewarded for playing yourself down may have benefits to neutralize this whole 
big body thing. But, but I want you to consider it may be the thing that's uh, preventing you from having the relationships. I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking about business relationships, friendships. If you're doing too much of the, you're playing yourself down, right? And money, opportunities, money, it, it's, it's relationships, right? So I kind of adopted that style and that belief that was the best thing. I got rewarded, especially back when I worked at the grocery store and I was the manager. I was always a jerk because I was a manager above them. And then I started bodybuilding. So it's my body, and I was winning contests. And then I was on television on ESPN. And then uh, my spreads were in the, the, the magazines that were on the counter. So it just was too much of a distance that they really felt I was a jerk. And I probably was a jerk because I didn't understand a lot of stuff I'm sharing with you too, right? So not only did I have this big, booming personality, and while they were uh, scrapping for their jobs, I was their boss. And I had this other thing going on on TV and the magazines, right? There's a big distance. And so, you know, that's probably in addition to all the other reasons why I would play myself down, not consciously, just to make it feel comfortable. You know, I'm, I was confident, but I played myself down, right? And so I think the thing uh, with uh, Marshall Silver, that he, was, he, he didn't do that. He was big and bold, right? It was kind of like my alter ego, and that was kind of attractive because I – may have not wanted to go that far, but I needed some of what he had, so we kind of created this relationship and friendship. Right, see, so I went around with him all around the country uh, at these uh, two-day seminars that he had, right? And uh, they were called the turning point, like your life is going to make the turning point. He, he was a master at uh, what he did. And, you know, most of these, the, the whole weekends, right, the whole weekends, uh, were, you know, structured, uh, the phases, the, the, how he taught it, because he's a teacher, you know, and so it's mostly the same structure every every weekend turning point seminar. But, you know, he'd throw in, like, whatever he was thinking at the moment, maybe his experience coming in, maybe the weather, maybe the news, to uh, spice up the, you know, the format that he would teach the whole weekend. So it wasn't exactly the same all the time. So, there's certain things that were unique. And so I've, you know, I've sat through, and I, I would take notes all the time of this seminar, all the time, right? And, and so, like, I, I would help and assist uh, along with other, uh, you know, coaches that were there. You know, they, they would have, you know, more uh, intense programs if they wanted to do that uh, to help them in any way I could. So I was one of the staff members, uh, too. And so he has a part where everybody sat down and uh, he did his, a lecture about a particular topic. And so that's where I sat down. You know, like I said, you know, I'm there to assist all the attendees to the seminar, but this is a time where even I could sit down. All right. And I take notes and I'm listening to him because just for all the insight, again, this whole topic of personal development, I was fascinated with. And I just remember this one time I'm sitting there and he was on stage. Now, I, we were friends. You know, I didn't work for him. Actually, I volunteered my time. We, he took me to restaurants. I, I flew uh, in his private jet. It was a friendship. I, I stayed at his house for a few months to help him with his fitness, right? Uh, so it was, it was a friendship, too. And so we talked a lot, you know, plane flights in his private jet, a lot. You know, we went to restaurants. And he never talked to me about this topic. I guess I should say that. But he went on and he was talking about how he has this friend, right? He didn't say me. He didn't look my direction. 
But he, he said he has this friend that is this nice guy and this and that, this and that. And uh, But when there's a challenge that, you know, he would kind of, uh, you know, over, you know, get overly angry or something like that. And I don't, you know, I remember he said, and it would have an impact on the other person, right? I didn't take the full meaning. I just remember in that moment, sitting in the back room where he wasn't talking to me, we never discussed this. You know, I had no real reason he was talking to me. And, and later, he never brought it up. I never asked him, hey, were you talking about me? I just felt he was talking about me. Right? And I never will forget it. I thought he was talking about me, even though I can't tell you I direct references to it. I just kind of had this weird feeling. Again, I never asked him, I never followed up, never really thought about it as deeply as I'm sharing with you now. All right? So that was at the beginning, right when I uh, retired from competitive body. So like, you know, if you know my story, I was all, you know, uh, secluded. I was just worried about being the best body. We chained out eating every two hours a day. I did my work over the internet, so I didn't really interact with a lot of people. Year after year after year, so my man formation was getting out and putting myself in front of people and, and stretching that muscle. And so I was in front of, you know, hundreds of people, you know, at these seminars. And it was kind of a new situation that I was uncomfortable with, but I ran towards it so I could make my man formation quicker. I was not a young man, right? I, I had to really attack all of this, right? So a lot of learning in that, in that time period. So... What When I grew, I just saw this perspective of men like me, if you're a lot like me, right? And I've always, again, before I started bodybuilding, and then that's what I set out to do after I stopped competing. It's personal development, coaching, seminar speaker, my goals and you know that I still am working on in the plans, right, to have this impact. Right? That's why I'm doing this podcast right now, okay? And uh, so what I've learned is I've worked with so many men one-on-one, that have the same thoughts, opinions, maybe a little less trusting, let's say. You know, hardworking, can only get to that seven, seven and a half in life. And I started piecing it together. What the challenge was in my life. What's the challenge in their life. How this way of thinking that makes us great is the same thing that blocks us in. Right? And so the, the challenge, I like, I really can help men like us crack through. Breakthrough, <laughs> crack the code, right? So the thing about it with the, the men who I coach uh, don't see the world. They don't just trust anybody. It, it's really an honor that they put their faith and trust in me. And this is what I'm realizing now. It isn't because they saw me and they listened to one podcast necessarily. It's I have a 20-year relationship sometimes. They've seen all my pod, They've seen my videos and podcasts. Uh, they know my story as a bodybuilder. They respected me as a bodybuilder. They got that bit of passion. That's where they were in their life. And so when I started coaching, I already had a rapport. I already had a relationship. They wouldn't put their faith and trust in just anybody. They're not those type of people, and maybe you're not either. And so when I realized the commonality of the men who were connected to me. Now, they don't all believe this, and I would have never thought this of me, okay? Um, I don't even like to label it because it doesn't matter. But there's a certain way of thinking that you're better off, you prefer doing things alone, and you're very guarded uh, with other people. All right, I'll just put it that way. And they're a lot like me. All right? And I have this one coaching client, right? And he, he signed up for the whole year, P3, 
paid me the whole year. And I'm just going to tell you something, that if there was one client that I used to brag about, I would tell my wife, wow, we had another great session. Let's just call him Joe. Just have another great session, you know. Uh, he made the growth that he made, how he opened up his world and his imagination and his connection with his family and kids. And I know how the thinking that is common with me, it, it keeps people at a distance and it's, it works and it doesn't work, right? Um, there was not another client who I felt uh, more proud to work with than Joe. But see, there's one thing about me, and you know, I'll talk about you know, this emotion stack. There's all these things that are unique to us that make us great, and if we don't really understand them, it's tough to figure out. Our emotion stack, it makes us go for things and be drawn to things that can really hold us back, especially, again, if we're, we're not uh, aware of it. And so my thing is I've got to just give value, 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 value. If I'm going to take somebody's money, oh, man, they're going to get ten times what they think. That's just this code that I live by, integrity, integrity, integrity. I've got to give it integrity, integrity, integrity. And most of the men, that sounds like you too, um, most of the men who are drawn to me are, are that way too. But what I've realized about myself, about myself, is that I'm not, I grew up not necessarily trusting. And I started seeing the other people, I didn't give them the benefit of the doubt, but it just seemed, I was just smart. And you'll see that in the fitness world all the time. Oh, that person's rip-off, that person's rip-off, that person's rip-off. And the, the challenge is, is when you have a service, you want to change the world, you know it's valuable, you're going to be afraid to actually influence people, uh, to push them over. Yes, you really want to invest in my one-on-one coaching. You're going to have a challenge doing that because you're so fearful that other people will view you as some snake oil salesman, some scam artist, because you've been looking at the world that way and it was normal for you. So you don't realize it. That's, you know, that could be another reason why you can't get your point of view. You don't know how to sell it. You don't know how to get people to understand it. You just kind of try, and the ones who get it, get it, and then you're pissed off at all the other people. You don't know those influence and persuasion skills because they are icky to you. Because you always saw other people who did that as icky, and you may have been way too critical to them. So they have certain things that sell and influence and get people to join in that you stay away from. But they're integral parts. It's not about you. That's what people need to make decisions. So there's a whole bunch of tools that people need to make tough decisions because they're scared. They have to put faith and trust in you to do it. And you're not using the skills to get them over their field, to make them feel in control, to trust you. You just sit back and then you're pissed off because why don't they just trust you? But it's because you don't use those tools because you spent your whole life thinking everybody's a ripoff. And so that your worst fear is that everybody think you're a ripoff. So you're working ten times as hard, not even asking for it, and wondering why people can't give you what you want. Right? If that sounds uh, familiar, that was definitely my story until I started unraveling things. Right? You get bottled up and you get frustrated. Right? So the thing is, I attract a lot of guys who maybe aren't that trusting. And I have to tell you this, I feel very, very fortunate. Uh, and again, it could be they saw me as a bodybuilder. They were uh, so passionate about fitness, they couldn't master it to the degree that I did, so they had so much respect. Maybe it was about hundreds and hundreds of podcasts and videos I've done. It, it, it created the report. I don't really know, but a non-trusting guys trust me. But here's the thing. <laughs> now, again, I don't want to get too deep in this, but see, 
healthy people who, you know, don't let trust get in the way of you, that may not be you because the way you see it is the way you should see it, you know, how, however you do that, right? See, healthy people after a certain part, they do trust. They don't keep on putting people through tests, right? You see, the, the challenge with me getting guys who have self-admitted kind of trusting issues, you know, they've been in the past, is that in any minute, no matter how hard I work, no matter how many podcasts they listen to, I, it doesn't matter how many videos uh, they listen to, what my track record is, what they perceive as me and family, it doesn't matter if I have months and months of work of them connecting and me giving them strategies and changing their life. I know, and now they don't see this, one slip-up, one perceived slip-up, one where they see that I now slipped into the bad category. Oh, he's not genuine. I know I'm just one uh, slip-up, whether it's real or perceived on their part, and the whole relationship is damaged. That's the challenge. I have to tell you, though, with all the guys I work with, I have to say I'm very fortunate, and it may be because all the podcasts, all the videos, all the respect, long before they signed up for coaching, that they give me the benefit of the doubt. But I'll tell you, not always. And I'll tell you, it ain't fair. I bust my tail. It's their trust issues. They're, this is what I believe, they're spinning it in their head to protect themselves and make me the bad guy. And I'm, like I said, it doesn't happen very often. I'm walking in that danger field just by the kind of men who I help. And I'm glad that it doesn't happen very often. But here's the situation with Joe. So what it is, I give, 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 because the last thing I want to be is some ripoff or perceived that way. So I, I just overcompensate. I ask for less money. I just overdeliver, right? So I had one gentleman, and I had him every night at 7 o'clock at night. No, 6 o'clock at night, and we'd be done at 7. Now, there's things I got to do to finish my day, and then I got to be downstairs from my home office to be with my kids at 8. That's what my wife, she doesn't have a lot of, um, a lot of re- requirements for me, but that's one. And so with, and this was just say Fred, you know, so we'd always go over the hour. And I promise it's an hour every single week. It's recorded. They fill out forms before and after so that we get the most out of the hour. But, you know, change in this manformation, in this journey, it's not like everything is a self-contained unit. One talk stands on its own. They're stacked month after month, and you get a bigger picture. It's not can't be tied up in a neat little box, right? Okay, so anyway, I was going over. Like it would be like one minute, two, there's five minutes left in the hour. And so you'd say, hey, what about, so we'd have everything all kind of wrapped up that, that assignment, uh, that challenge or whatever. And because there's, you know, five or ten minutes left, I'd say, okay, what else? And when, it was the worst thing to do with certain people because, all you do is open something up, and you, 10 minutes isn't going to solve it. And it's just like you leave the session with, like frustrated, right? You know, so, so that's why I kind of change it. It's 45 minutes to an hour. So if we do wrap it up in a you know, nice, clean box, we can end it at 50 minutes rather than trying to fill something for the hour to give them all their work. Because it's stacked over all the sessions. It's the big picture in life. It's not like, you don't, it's not like paying by the hour type of thing. Right? And so because we always went over, and then one day I, I, it cost me business, it cost me to be late, and I was doing it every time. And it's not him. I didn't have the right boundaries. Okay? It was me, not him. Right? I could have set the boundaries, but again, my thing is to give, 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 give. 
And so finally I said, hey, you know, I know you like things in a nice, tidy box, but that's not how it works. We're going to end it closer to the hour. And, you know, he was so thankful, Fred was. He was so thankful. He said, wow, you know, that that nice, neat, uh, a tiny box, uh, that's key for me because I I look back on my business career and I would drive people crazy because I... I felt it was right to have it in a nice, tidy box, everything you do. And it would drive people crazy. I get it now. Yes, okay. Well, so that was Fred. He took it so well. So the next day or a couple days later, this was Joe's problem too. So, and this, you know, remember Joe was a guy, this is the one guy. You want to know why I do what I do? Because of Joe, it changed his life, Right. This is the one I would brag to my wife about how much growth and why I do the things I do. It's so rewarding. So maybe it was at the end of the session, right? It was closing down, and I wanted, because it worked so well on Fred and Joe, in my opinion, sees it the same way. I said, hey, you know, and I told him, okay, so these sessions, we've, and he, I had him on a Saturday, and it would always go over. I would talk to him like two hours. Now, remember, Joe didn't tell me to go over two hours. That was my stuff. I just wanted to overdo it. He did not tell me, right, to keep on going over. But, you know, I sensed that he wanted to do it in a nice box. He actually would even use that phrase. So I wanted to reestablish a relationship and, because instead of talking for two hours, right, where, you know, it's one hour every week, it, that doesn't even work. More time doesn't even, that's not how it works anyway. And so I kind of just mentioned it. Remember just two days before, Fred took it so well and thanked me, and it was some big epiphany for his life. Well, anyway, Joe went off on me when I brought up. Hey, we're getting off the phone right now. I don't even tell you to talk about this stuff. He went off on me. Which, again, I understand that it takes a lot for Joe or a lot of my guys to trust. And when they feel as though, you know, they get boxed in, and I said, Joe, stop. I said, you're going to say something. You're going to do irreparable damage. And I, this was like nine months of talking to him. And like I said, he was, he was so much. He was so happy going back and forth. And that one thing. And I said, Joe, how many of these come to Jesus meetings have you had? And he immediately knew what I was talking about. For, maybe cautiously for the first time, he said, too many. He knew what I was talking about. He knew, I, well, I, I can't climb into his mind, but I got the feeling that he knew he went too far, right? So anyway, but here's the thing. After that point, I never knew if I was in the relationship that I thought I was in. I, I never knew if I was really as good as I thought I was changing his life because where could he come up with that stuff so fast, <laughs> Right? I had a sick feeling in my stomach for a couple of days afterwards. And it wasn't because of Joe. And Joe, I get why. I, I get it, right? You know what it was? You know what it was that made me sick? And this has happened sometimes in coaching when I deal with guys and their challenges that it made me boom, 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 go back in time. And how many good, loving people who had my best interest that something triggered my trust. And I went off on them. I felt I was, it was, you know, don't, don't be the gentle giant if you're going to come and snap their head off. You're guiding them in. You're luring them in. They don't know they're not. I didn't know. I mean, I still don't to this day know what he thinks of me. But I'll tell you this. 
if he wasn't my client, would I have beers with him? I wouldn't. I don't hate the guy. I don't even dislike him. But the point is, is that I don't even know. I, I would rather spend my time with people who I know what kind of relationship I'm in. Where did he come up with that stuff? Was it always there? Was I really the good guy? Was I super coach? Or was, you know, I really do believe that uh, I, I know why. And I hope you're getting some of this. But I'll tell you, I have no ill feelings at all. We finished out the year uh, with Joe. I learned a valuable lesson, even though it was painful. I realized all the good, loving people. I was the gentle giant who roared, and they never felt safe again. I never felt safe again with Joe. I had no idea how could he come up with that stuff. How can he act that way after whatever? I don't know. I assume it's his stuff. I want to believe it. it's his stuff. I believe if I talk to him that he would think that. I hope you're getting something out of this. It was huge for me. The gentle giant who roared. And remember, I never felt safe again. They never felt safe again. If you think about those people, where are they now? Where are they? They just kind of fade away. No, you know, they say it's cool, you say it's cool. But you don't have that closeness. It's something for you to think about. The gentle giant who roared. And they never felt safe again. You've got to think about how you're setting setting them up. All right, guys, get contact with me. Skip at skiplacore.com. Talk with skip.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. Remember our mantra. If you think it, you must do it. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.